service. Welcome back to the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 108. Thanks for being here. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the podcast. Hit that plus button, that follow button. Maybe it's a heart. Maybe it says subscribe, and you'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop. Ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show, so if you can, hit us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. Write us a review. I will love you forever. We have, uh, I feel like we haven't had a review since probably like June or July for the podcast, people. And as you know, my love language, words of affirmation, I need it. So if you could write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to support the show, hey, the best way to do that is by joining us on Patreon. Each month we have at least one Patreon-exclusive episode you cannot hear anywhere else. We've, uh, we've had a few people join Patreon in the last month. Shout out to them. Shout out to our newest Patreon alcohol member, Tom DeSoge. I feel like I'm butchering that name. But hey, Tom DeSoge, shout out to you. Thanks for joining Patreon. That is patreon.com slash full service pod. Today, episode 108, stoked for this episode, my guest is Charleston, South Carolina-based companion Sarah Dow is on the podcast. We uh, we actually, I feel like we initially connected probably in like June of this year, and uh, we planned for a couple months out, and then it didn't happen, and then we planned again, and it didn't happen. Now it's December, six months later, seven months later, on the podcast, so excited to have her on. We, uh, we talk life in Charleston. The holidays are coming up. We look at the holidays. We talk her love of travel and why I need to go to Tulum, Mexico. I need to go to a topless beach. Never been, but it's going to happen. We, uh, we look at her start in the industry in Phoenix doing massage. We talk becoming a dom, working in a dungeon, what that experience was like. We look at her transition to companionship. Why connection matters during a session. We look and we discuss and we take an in-depth dive into cuddling people. Cuddling, it's amazing. And uh, we really explore it. And I feel like it was, that was a good conversation we had about cuddling. We uh, we look at how the industry's changed since her start uh, over 10 years ago. I feel like, you know, we talk, look at how screening has changed, how advertising has changed. We, uh, we talk misconceptions within sex work and discuss where she sees herself in the future. Shout out, Sarah. I appreciate you coming to the podcast. That was so much fun. People, you're going to enjoy this one. Make sure you're following Sarah. She is on Twitter at SexySarahCHS. She is on OnlyFans, people. OnlyFans.com slash FitBlondeNextDoor. And you can find her website at SweetSarahDow.com. I have links to all of those in the description of the episode. Hit the description, click the links, do the things, people. Give her a follow. I'm going to stop talking. I hope you enjoy my conversation today with Sarah Dow. I'll see you on the other side. Later. Welcome back, listeners. It's Tag Smith. I'm so excited for today's episode. My guest is a Charleston, South Carolina-based companion, Sarah Dow. Sarah, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Tank, for inviting me. Heck yeah, I'm glad we could do this. I feel like we've been uh, we've been trying to do this for like almost six months, probably, and uh, now it's happening. Now it's finally happening. This is great. Today is the day. 
Today is the day. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Listeners, I'm currently in Atlanta. Sarah, where are you joining us from? I am based out of Charleston, South Carolina. Hell yeah. How's, how's Charleston this time of year? How's Charleston? Well, actually, it's beautiful all year round, of course. Um, this is why I live here. Uh, it is currently about, you know, 50 some degrees. It is winter here, which is uh, different than winter in other states. We're very lucky we don't have snow and we still have that little bit of crisp evenings and mornings sometimes in the winter to wear hats and cute coats and boots. But we also have that option during the day to, to walk around on the beach if it's 60 degrees in the winter. So nice. we're lucky. I've been to Charleston, I, like sixth grade I went, and uh, we went to the USS Yorktown and then like Fort Sumter all in one day. And I feel like that's that's my view of, <laughs> that's my view of Charleston is just, ooh, USS Yorktown, I've been there once, that was cool. <laughs> I've, I've actually never been there. I've lived in Charleston seven years now, but I, 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 I drive the boat past those places, but I, I've never actually stopped and gotten off to go to the US York, Yorktown. But I heard it's really nice. They have a lot of um, parties on there that they do. They, they used to do like New Year's Eve party there. I'm not even sure if they're doing that this year or not with COVID, but um, I hear it's a pretty fun time. Okay. Hell yeah. I feel like the only thing I remember is just like steep steps. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool. Hell yeah. So if I was going like, for, you got any recommendations for the people? They're coming to Charleston. They've never been before. Uh, what's good to do in Charleston? Well, definitely we have three in the Charleston vicinity itself. We have three really nice beaches and there's always things to do there. Even if it's not summertime, just take a walk on the beach. We have great restaurants down near Folly Beach that to, to visit as well. Downtown is, I feel, is definitely a place to visit if, if you're coming to Charleston just for a short time. We have amazing restaurants there from all spectrums of Southern food to healthy food. Um, to even just to get appetizers and share with friends and, and have cocktails. We have a lot of great places to have fun cocktails. Uh, like the mixology is really big here in Charleston. And there are cobblestone uh, um, streets. So I recommend not wearing high heels if you're a girl. I would recommend wearing wedges or something comfortable. I had a friend um, who came here and wore high heels and ended up injuring themselves with oh, wearing wow. the high heels and the cobblestones here. Yes, I, I <laughs> Not a good thing. I know, like, I always hear, like, the Charleston bar scene's pretty good. But I know, like, a lot of those, like, older, like, East Coast cities, like, you got, like, Wilmington, Charleston, Savannah. They're, like, I don't, are they haunted? Like, is Charleston, like, another haunted city, too? There are ghost tours, which I, I would recommend going to one at least once while you're here. I, I went to a, a ghost tour prior to even moving here. And it, it was pretty interesting to learn some of the history of Charleston that you wouldn't really... Um, no, just just walking around downtown Charleston, but they say it it, ha it is haunted. Whether nice. that's true or not, I don't know. But there's a lot of really cool graveyards downtown to go visit um, with old um, um, headstones and like just different names you that you hear that like wow that's a really old name and they'll tell you the history of how things happened with the Civil War. And we have beautiful plantations to visit. That's a, definitely a, a a go-to if you're coming to Charleston is to visit a plantation. We have so many to to um, that they they're open to the public. Okay, hell yeah, definitely. Okay, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I can't go to a plantation, you know. But I feel like it it would be a good move for somebody. But I can't go, you know. 
you could go. No, I, I went just recently. I had a friend visiting. Was like, let's go to plantation. I said, all right. So we went to one of the plantations, and I learned some things. Like I was like, wow, that's a really interesting story about like cotton picking and and things like that. You would have never thought of, and how the slaves were um, uh, pretty much tortured in a way by the masters of the house, and it was and how the living arrangements were. So um, I, I learned some history that day. Yeah. I didn't have to read. I was, I was, I had a tour. <laughs> See, I feel like the worst thing would be like, I go to a plantation and have fun. And then I feel bad about having fun on this plantation, you know? <laughs> no, it's a mixed bag, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I heard a rumor that, uh, you are a Steelers fan. Is this true? This is true. This is very true. Uh, we're not doing very well this year, uh, but that's okay. You know, we're. Um, I, I've been a fan since I think high school, so okay. I, I grew up not too far from the Pittsburgh area, about an hour, couple hours away. So I, I just um, ended up being a Steelers fan, nice. even though they that... do well and they don't do well. You, you've got to stay stay the fan forever, right? You can't just pick oh, and yeah. choose whoever, whatever team's winning for the year. I, I don't do that. Well, I mean, and they were on top for a while. So, I mean, you guys can take a couple they, L's. I think we were, I actually, I, I'm so bad that I, I've been busy traveling this week. And last week, prior to the Ravens game, I know we're 5-5-1 five, five, and because we had a tie. But honestly, I don't even know if the Ravens beat us or not last week. I, I'm sorry. I don't even, that's bad of me as a fan to not know. <laughs> oh, you're good. I looked it up and they won. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, good. So they were 5-1. Yeah, yeah. Woo, thank you for that. <laughs> I know uh, this year's it's been pretty wild, but we're coming to a close. You got any plans for the end of the year? <sighs> I not too much. Uh, I think I, I'm having a, a a fun Christmas party at my house coming up soon. But other than that, I'm I'm not doing any more traveling. I'm just kind of to stay around the house um, for a while and uh, enjoy family. How about oh, you? Yeah. That's always nice. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty much just chilling. Like, I know, I'm, I feel like I'm going to go to my parents' house for uh, Christmas. And then I think for New Year's, uh, me and my roommate, we're going to go to a casino in the mountains. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. 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 Play I don't some see sports much bets. going on here. There's like, I, um, I've been to a few places downtown Charleston that, this, that have wonderful New Year's Eve parties. But this year, I didn't really see much going on. So I'm just going to go with some friends and just go to dinner. I made some reservations in a really nice fancy restaurant and get all dolled up and have some nice dinner and just go to the different bars. That's, that's my plan for New I mean, you really can't Stay beat close that. close to home. That's, that sounds nice. That's a good good way to close the year out. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was in Phoenix this past, for this year, New Year's Eve, and I ended up getting COVID. So, you know, <laughs> that, that turned out to be a beginning of the year not so fun, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goal, goal of 2022, just don't have COVID at the beginning. You know, we're coming in strong. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, is this a sign from the universe that I'm going to have a bad year because I get COVID on the 3rd of January? <laughs> not, not, not a positive thing. I think that's just a sign to just not go to Arizona sometimes, you know. <laughs> no, I love Arizona. I'll be back in February for the, the Open, the Phoenix Open. Well, the Waste oh, Management, nice. they call it now. Yeah. But. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Have you ever been to the Masters? Do you, you go to golf much? No, I don't. I just have friends there um, in Phoenix that got box seats, so they invited me, and I'm like, sure, I'll be there. So, uh, but I've never been to the Masters. I think you have to like die to get tickets or something. I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> it's either that or like sell like an organ, you know, and then you can go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You sell your organ and then I'll go with the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> you sell your organ and then it's like, sorry, we, we're, you got a scalp ticket. It's not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to live less time and you can't go to the Masters. It's oh, That sucks. <laughs> I know uh you're like a traveler. What uh you got any places to visit? What's a you got what's what's something good to where do, if you're if you're going somewhere, where are you going? Oh wow. I just went to Tulum, Mexico. Uh well wow, it was oh, not a couple weeks ago. Literally it was like three weeks ago I think I was there. And I, I that's one of my go to places. I absolutely love Tulum, Mexico. Have you ever been? I have not. I didn't even, it's so funny. Like I haven't, uh, I didn't even heard of Tulum before like last year. And then I did this podcast and made some friends and everyone's like, Oh, we're going to Tulum to do a photo shoot. And now like, it's as soon as I heard that, I'm like, everybody's going to Tulum. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. hot spot. I hear. It is. I, well, I've been going six times, seven times over the past 10 years. So I went there before it was even popular, like back in the day. It was, um, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. The, the water is warm and blue and it's like a really hit. Now it's, you know, it's a really hip spot. Like you were saying, like they have, I was there a few weeks ago and there's a really cool different boutique hotels that are right in Tulum and Tulum is topless, of course. So who doesn't love a topless beach, right? <laughs> I mean, they should have, that's where you lead with, you know, Tulum yeah. topless. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll remember that now. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get a bumper sticker that says Tulum to- topless. Tulum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have remembered it if I would have known that. <laughs> you know? Well, now you have to go. Yeah. Now I got to go. But that means I got to take my shirt off and I'd be like, fuck. But, you know, all these other people got their shirts off. So I'd be like, yo, it's cool. You know, live and let I, I don't live. think anybody knows. As long as the girls have their tops off, they're like, hey, because I went with a bunch of friends and some of the guys like, this beach is topless? And I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> they're like, they were shocked because all girls had tiny little thongs on because it's very... Tulum is very European. Like, there's not many. In- you you think people are, are from America, and they're not. They're they look American, but they speak a different language. As soon as they start talking, they speak a different language, and they're beautiful. Even the men are beautiful. They, they have thong bikinis on and no tops, and just running around. Um, they have like really cool DJs. So it's like a fun, like an EDM, EDC type of place. Where when I was there at this boutique hotel, they have these like beds up in these up on the top of these like nets with like swings everywhere and you can sit right on the beach and the guy the dj's playing and the guy's playing the saxophone on the beach and people are running around it's it's a big party it's, it's a lot of fun i definitely that, recommend going that sounds like an amazing time it's on yeah, the it's it on is. the agenda it's on the agenda tulum i gotta go what am i doing tulum yeah exactly it's gonna happen and you're atlanta <laughs> right you can get a you can get a direct flight to, to can you fly into Cancun, so you, but the customs FYI is not fun. And now the COVID is over. When I flew, it took me, was it almost two hours in customs and it's like herded like cows. There's no, there's no organization whatsoever. So if you, you don't have a mask on, you've got COVID already because it's like, people are like neck and neck to get to cus- to get through the customs. So just oh, be patient and have snacks and water. Tips okay. to everybody out there. Yeah. That's not bad. I went to an Ole Miss football game the other week and uh I Ooh, thought fun. I was gonna have I thought I was gonna have COVID, but came back good. <laughs> clean, yeah. clean. Congratulations. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what uh what's something you're passionate about? I guess I'm I'm passionate about working out. I think that's a big thing for me. I mean I, it's not just 
to stay fit. I think mentally, and I, I'm, I'm also do personal training as well. So I'm, I'm very passionate about helping people reach goals. So I think that being passionate about working out and, and make, having people come to me and give me compliments to like, oh, hey, Sarah, you know what? I just lost 10 pounds. Thank you. Thank you. I just got in size small yoga pants and I was a size medium. I appreciate all the hard work that you're helping me to, to lose weight. And I think that's what my big passion is, is helping people. And I think that my family, I'm very passionate about my family. I'm very close with my family. And that's something that, that drives me is, is being a, a, a good sibling to my, 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 my sisters. And um, I, I have, I have a daughter, so I'm also, I feel like I'm a great mother as well. So oh, yeah. her. of course she went to Tulum with me, you know? So. Oh, nice. Cool. <laughs> cool. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring the fam to Tulum, you know, but yeah. you gotta be like, you gotta go to the other beach. This is, <laughs> this is my spot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Sarah, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. <thanks for> <laughs> Fuck yeah. So I feel like, you know, I always try to start at the beginning of everyone's like sex work journey, their career. Uh, do you feel like you can remember your first exposure to sex work at all? Yes, I do. Um, it was like it was yesterday, even though it was um, several years ago. <laughs> um, it was when um, I, I lived in Phoenix at the time and I like most girls in the hobby, we, you know, we looking for extra money or um, we, we lost our jobs, whatever the case may be, but I needed extra money for things and, you know, waitressing or being a bartender, it's long hours and you're away from home for a long time and the money, I mean, you can make decent money, but it's, it's, it's tough, right? So I found an ad on Craigslist, which of course they wouldn't have that anymore, but <laughs> back yeah. in the day, there was an ad on Craigslist that said, hey, looking to make an extra five or six hundred dollars um i was like hmm okay well what, what's this about and it was like um you don't have to have sex it's just uh you know it went into more detail in regards to that and i was like hmm all right well i'm, I'm gonna reply to that ad so i contacted the gentleman who had posted the ad and um he told me a little bit about how it went went down it's like hey you know what well what i do is I have a few girls that work for me and I, I post ads on Backpage was around then. <laughs> um, so he's like, I post ads and then I help, I help with the appointments and I set up things like set up massage appointments with guys that come in from out of town. And the, the, you know, he said, you know, here's the set rate. I take a cut of it and you take the rest of it and I book everything for you. And, and that's kind of how I got started was I were, I, I didn't work for him for very long because he was like, you're, you seem like a very um, savvy businesswoman. Why don't I set you up on doing it on your own? Because I really didn't want to work for anybody because I'm very independent. So we yeah. did. And that's kind of how Sarah Dow came about is because I went on my own and I posted on Backpage whenever I was ready to work and it went from there. So I started off doing um, sensual body massages and, and it, it I guess it grew from there. I really liked it because I, I to me, I felt it was, um, I, I got to know people that I would never meet otherwise. And yeah. I've made some great friends over the years that I literally I've known for 15, 20 years, which is, that's how long I've been in the business. And it's, it's nice to know that I'm, that I still have friends from that long ago. Um, a lot of people yeah. can't say that they, they, they burn bridges. And I feel that these, some of these people that I've met 
has helped me through whatever it might be um, in my life, whether I had a hard time or, you know, just just counseling them or helping them as well. And like I said, I, I'm a helper, so I like to help people. So I feel that, that getting into this business has really um, molded me as a person, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How is it like, so, you know, I feel like the the industry – starting out then versus now has to be like not night and day, but like everything's evolved so much, you know, looking back at the beginning and then looking at like where you are now, does it feel good to know that you're still like, not like still like, I guess if I, if I was doing something well, like a while ago and I'm still doing well now, I feel like it has to feel good that I know that I'm, st- that I'm good at this thing, you know, cause you've been doing it for a while, you know, I feel like it has to feel good to, to do something with longevity and be good at it, I guess. I mean, this is the longest job I've ever had <laughs> in my life and I'm still happy doing it. Right. I'm like, who does a job for that long? And they could still say, Hey, you know what? I'm happy to go to work every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's not many people have that. <laughs> No, they don't. And I, I can't speak for everybody else, but um, I'm speaking for myself. I've, I've enjoyed it from starting off from just being nervous and the first time as a body massage going, oh, do I take off my top or what do I do? And, and the guy smelled of cigarette smoke. And so because it was a NASCAR race that came into Phoenix and the guy had set me up to meet with this gentleman. And I was so nervous. I'm like, oh, this guy smells like cigarette smoke. What do I do? I mean, um, I, I didn't know. We didn't screen back then or anything. So it was like so different. And I was nervous. But then as time went on, it, it got a little bit easier. And, and then my I, I got into other parts of the industry as well and, and just kind of grew from there. And now it's so different. Um, definitely over the past 15, 20 years, how things have changed. Yeah. How is it like, you know, when you, when you start out, are you, are you familiar at all of this like sex work world? Are you kind of like going in? Like, I know you see the ad on Craigslist. Are you aware of that world at all before this? Not really, honestly. I mean, I, I, when I was going to college, I, I worked at a strip club, which is not technically the same thing, but I wasn't a dancer. I was actually a bartender. Okay. So I bar, yeah. So I bartend. I was a casa waitress for a long time, going through college, paying my way through college, and then I ended up being a bartender, and I did that for a couple years, and I, you know, I made great money doing it, but I was just, I had stage fright, and I'm kind of shy when it comes to that kind of thing, so I never went there as to be a dancer, and then when I saw this ad several years later, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't, I don't, I know know a little bit about that industry but i never had had gotten into it myself and until then so okay. i wasn't really sh- i was i guess i would say i'm i'm open with my sexuality so it didn't seem to to bother me um to, to ask questions and to this this gentleman who helped me with it and, and get started okay okay do you feel like at the beginning is there anybody like are you kind of learning like on your own like are you kind of like i guess do you do you have help or is anybody giving you advice in this world? It's kind of like trial and error. You're just like, how does, how does the beginning look? I guess like in terms of your that, that learning, maybe. Honestly, I think it was a combo. I, and I think over the years you, you learn things because I, 
was never really full time in this industry. I was more because I I have a you know real uh, I guess I, a, a real job I guess I would say civvy job. <laughs> um, okay. So I didn't have to to be in this industry full time. Um, and so the gentleman who helped me, he told me exactly what to do, like how to post on back page and put your photos and what to say and things like that. And then as years passed on, I went into Deller, I went into BDSM and, and I did that for a while and I worked in a dungeon and so things change. And so you learn things of the, in different parts of the industry of, um, how to advertise or when you meet people, they already know things and they give you those tips. So along the way, I've met so many different people um, that have helped me um, even literally five, not even four or five years ago, I met a girl in Charleston and she was helping me. She's like, oh, there's Twitter. I'm like, what is Twitter? I don't even know what that is. Like, Trist? What's that? that you know, because I'm like, where do I advertise? I'm on P411 since like 2000, whatever. You know, I, I didn't even know what any of these other places were to advertise. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, thank you. So it's. And then in, in turn, paying that forward and, and meeting somebody who had, was on thinking arrangements not too long ago. And I'm just like, why don't you post on Tris? You know, like, what are you doing on thinking arrangements? You know, you're hot. I mean, you should, and helping her to be like, oh, this is what you have to do. And you post here and, and, and helping other people in the industry that might be new. So learning from the very beginning and still, and then mentoring somebody, I guess. I feel like it has to feel good to like have that community kind of around you to where, you know, like if people can be like, oh, hey, I see what you're doing. You could do this thing differently. You can do that to somebody else. And it's just like you have this, I guess, resource to like for like helping helping each other out. You know, I feel like that has to be a good thing. Yes. And, and I think that in this industry, it's 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 big, but it's small, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that having other women or even men, you know, um, helping each other out, I, I think is a good thing. And we want to know like, Hey, you know what, there's a, a gentleman that he's, he's negative or he's a stalker or whatever. And we all need to know those things. And I think working together is, is important for our safety, number one. And I think safety is the, the big key in um, being in this industry. Definitely. I know, like, I'll usually ask, I usually, I feel like I ask everyone this question, you know, do you feel like at the beginning, there's like a learning curve or like a waiver period where you're like, not good at it? Is that a thing? No, I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I mean, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. Um, no, I mean, maybe I, I, I might have somebody out there that might say I wasn't. I don't know, but I, I really can't think of any at this time. No. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was nervous, of course. And, and honestly, Tank, like every time I meet somebody new, I'm nervous, right? Like I get all sweaty and like, oh my God, what's this person going to look like? Is this yeah. what they say? And I, you know, and they, they in turn were like, oh, I was so nervous to meet you, Sarah. And I, I didn't know what to think. And, you know, I think that goes both ways. It's not just um, on their end. It's on our end too. Yeah, definitely. Am I going to have a good connection with this person? Um, I think that's important. And connection for me is key. I think that's probably why I have so many uh, clients that I've had over the years. Like I started off in Phoenix and I mean, what, 15 years ago or so. And I'm going back, like I mentioned in February and, and 
I told some clients that I've had, that I've known for 15 years, like, you're coming back. Okay, I want to see you. When, when are you coming? I'm going to see you. I'm going to book time with you. And then I'm like, wow, it's been that long and they still want to see me. That's really, that's, that's a compliment. To me. That's fucking amazing. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you, I feel like you could just leave someone with that good feeling and then that's just there. And then you come back years later and it's like, still like, oh shit, I remember this amazing time I had with this person. Let's do that again. Mm-hmm, exactly. And like you mentioned, I was a Steelers fan. So I have clients out in Phoenix and they're always messaging me like, Sarah, are you wearing your, your lucky Steelers panties? Do you have your jersey on that I bought you? And I'm like, yeah, actually I do. You know, <laughs> they want to know. <laughs> Let me see a picture of you in it. Let me see. I want to know. Are you really? <laughs> and that's nice. That's It's nice to, in a way, be wanted by, by somebody. You know? Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like, you know, no matter what you're doing, I feel like you're always kind of evolving as a person. The person that I am, like, you know, a couple years ago, not necessarily the same person you are now, you know. Um, How is it finding, I guess, Sarah or finding who you wanted to be within sex work, you know? How how long did it take to kind of find, find who you wanted to be? I think it, I think it did take me a a few years to really know like what exactly I liked in the industry. Right. Like it, it, I, I've been, I've done so many different things and, you know, work with different, with with different girls, whether it was, you know, working in BDSM with another mistress um, to doing three sons or just kind of working on my own or, you know, traveling, things like that. I mean, you kind of realize over over the years exactly what what fits you what fits you best, um, and I I don't really have something that fits me the best. I guess I kind of love to do everything, and I I'm a type of person where I get bored really fast. So okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm ADHD, uh, so I don't I don't like to stay still very long. So I think with in, in this industry, it's, it's, it's good for me because I have the option. I can travel if I want. Um, I can do central body massages. I can do BDSM. I can offer full service, the girlfriend experience. I can do all those things um, whenever I want. Uh, and I think that that's, that helps me grow every single day into, into that, into Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Cause I feel like just not being able to like, not necessarily just pin yourself down on like, I offer this thing and the willingness to change and I guess be open to new things just would keep whatever you're doing just like fresh, you know? Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's different every day. Like, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm currently visiting in Columbus, Ohio right now. And I met some great people. Like I had to go to, I wanted to go to a workout class yesterday morning and I had to take an Uber and I met a massage client the night before and he messaged me, he goes, Hey, I'm in your area. And I go, Oh, I had to take an Uber. And he goes, well, I'll pick you up. And I said, Oh, thanks. I'm at the Whole Foods. So he picked me up at Whole Foods and drove me back to my hotel and he didn't need to do that. I mean, you know, it was really nice of him. I'm like, how nice. And so making friends, you know, every single day that I might not see this person ever again, but we, you know, we established a friendship and a connection. And I think that's important to me. And I made somebody feel good about himself, right? He had like two employees just recently die and he was having a bad day. And, you know, I'm always happy to put a smile on somebody's face. I feel like that just like the, the making somebody feel good is an underrated ability. Cause like, it's hard to do that, you know? And the fact that you're able to do that, I'm like fucking great. It's a great thing, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm just like, I love it. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned working in a dungeon. Um, is how is how is working in the dungeon? Uh, yeah, I it was a it was a Phoenix, and actually, I've totally forgotten how exactly I fell into that part of it. I, I honestly don't remember, but there was a, a woman. She was an old porn star, and she had opened a dungeon in the in the south end of Phoenix in this warehouse district. And it, you pull in, and of course, it was very shady. And you, you pull in, and and she has cameras everywhere. And then a gentleman would come visit. And there would be like three or four girls working and me being one of them. And so he would pick the girl for the evening. And there was a big dungeon that had everything you would ever imagine in this dungeon. And uh, he would say what exactly what he's looking for. Because in that 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 arena of, of sex work, there's there's so many different things, whether it's role playing or cross dressing or, you know, more of the, the extensive of tying up or um uh, spanking or pegging. There's just, there's all different. There's like thousands. Of, I feel like. Oh my god, there's so many. I can it, I could that's a whole other podcast in itself. Um, but um, for me, I was like I was still very new to the industry, and I was like, well, what am I getting myself into? Like, I don't know how to tie this knot. And they were actually putting weights on this guy's balls. I'm like, and kicking him. Like, what are they doing? Like, they're piercing. What are they doing here? You know? Yeah. And a thing called sounds, and they're like sticking these metal things down oh, his yeah. penis, and then. I was like, wow, I like that. That was actually pretty cool. But there were some things like the the cross and chaining them up and the gagging and all those other things that it was really interesting. So that that was, um, I did that briefly at that dungeon because to me it was, it wasn't a very good side of town. I just honestly didn't feel safe. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I I didn't work there very long. But however, I did meet a girl that um, she, we were doing out of her house. So she was like the bad mistress and I was a nice one. So I'm the blonde and she was the dark haired girl and we would have the slaves or the subs, you know, we would tell them what we wanted. They're like, Oh, we want lunch today. Give us PF chains. We want a bottle of wine and we want a pack of cigarettes. Like back in the day, like we'd burn them with cigarettes or something, you know, so we, they would always yeah. bring something to us. And, and it was fun because she was the mean when I was the nice one. And, 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 you know, there's no, um, there's no intercourse going on. We just beat them up or whatever, yeah. whatever they're looking for, whether we bring another sub in and, and make them be with each other or it kind of, you know, would, would um, progress from there. And so, so that was fun because it was her house. And so we could do whatever we wanted. We have like blackout curtains and, That's and great. yeah, we, we would advertise on, on back page and it would be, you know, X amount of dollars um, to see the both, the both of us or the the client only wanted to see um, me or her, then, you know, I would see that that person. And it's interesting because a lot of the, the those type of gentlemen, they, they seem to be very powerful men in their daily lives, but they want to be um, uh, humiliated um, in the bedroom. I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like that has to be fun, kind of like just coming up with things, you know? Or like, just like, you're like, hey, give me P.F. Chang's, give me some wine, be my <laughs> furniture, you know, just get my sick. Like, oh, yeah, I feel like that, that would be fun. Like, Yeah, yeah. It is. It, it actually, it, it's actually, I think that's like the, out of all the three things that, I, that I, I, I've done in the industry, I, that I think is the, puts more of a smile on my face than anything. Not that the other ones don't, but I think if I had to choose, not that I have to humiliate men all the time, but. 
Um, and it, it can be fun to, to do that and kind of be bossy. And, and I'm not a bossy person. I mean, I'm slightly bossy, but I'm more of a, a delegator, I guess. Um, okay. But in this, this, this area, you know, with, with the BDSM, you can really, I mean, I can, I had a guy recently that I saw and, and he gave me a note when he came in and had panties on his head when he showed up at the appointment and, and had it written down in cursive exactly what he wanted to be done. And, you know, he wanted all these things and wanted me to make sure I drank, I saw him early in the morning, wanted to make sure that I, I drank lots of coffee prior to, and I just did some toilet training, which is peeing right in his mouth with my hot coffee pee and he drank it all. I mean, yes. It's like, okay, See, that's, 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 ama- that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do it myself, but I mean, it was fun to do it. To like, wow, because some girl could get shy about it and be like, oh, you know. So, but I, you know, that's like something that it's a request, and that everybody has their own fetish, I suppose. You know, whether it's um, foot worship or that kind of thing. You know. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite one to provide to people? Do you have a favorite fetish to provide? No, I don't really have a favorite actually. Um. I mean, I do, I, the golden shower, I do like that. I don't have as high as request for that though. Um, okay. I think I, I, I do like the cross dressing. I look, I do like to dress my, my slaves up um, and uh, make them look pretty. And I sometimes even doing, doing it remotely as well. The text message, I have a sub that lives um, not in Charleston, but he's not too far away. And, and, you know, he'll go, Put on his pretty pink panties and go to Hooters and be like, I'm sitting at Hooters right now with all the girls and I have my pink silky panties on underneath and I feel so sexy and I'm like, well, good, you know, like <laughs> how does that That's make awesome. you feel? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, the it's long distance, too, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> what um? So you start out in massage. Um, what does your, I guess, entrance kind of into companionship look like? Is that like after the Dom stuff or is that kind of concurrently or like, I guess, what's the timeline maybe, I guess? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so, yeah, obviously um, it, it started off with um, the massage and then it went to um, the BDSM and then it went to companionship. So I um, didn't offer the girlfriend experience until pretty much I moved to Charleston um, I mean, they might have had just a few here and there of, of guys who are like, hey, you know what, please, please, please. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, <laughs> um, if, I, if I had established a relationship with them, but then I moved to Charleston and um, after I was there for a few few years, I, I just, I had a high request to open up my, um, uh, open up the menu and be like, hey, you know, Sarah really would like this if you would offer that. So that's kind of how I ended up uh, doing that. So it's only been actually a few years that I've, okay. I've, I've had that come yeah the companionship do you feel like your i guess maybe massage work or bdsm work is like influenced companionship at all or like do you feel like that's maybe made you better or because i feel like no matter what you the more experience you have doing things i feel like it's all like positive in whatever you're doing do you feel like doing that stuff before has kind of helped you as a companion yes that that i do because so if I'm to have that girlfriend experience, I feel that I've already had that kind of massage background in a way. So, you know, when, when gentlemen um, come and see me, I feel that, that they want to be catered to, right? It's a girlfriend experience. They want a nice massage. They want a sensual thing. They just don't want to, some of them want to get down and dirty and then call it a day, right? But they they do want to have that experience. They want to go to a nice dinner and they want to, you know, have a nice bottle of wine and, 
those kind of things. And I think like making them feel relaxed and making them feel wanted is important. And so incorporating that, you know, the hot oil or the hot stones or things like that and, and, and a nice body massage um, is they, they like that, right? Yeah. And adding that to that. Um, so uh, I feel that that has helped me improve, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want that, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> people listen to the podcast. Who would not fucking want that? You hear that? Yeah. I mean, I want that. You want to give me a massage too? I'll be happy I, to. I mean, it, yeah. it's even nice too, Tank, when they be like, well, I want Sarah, don't you want a massage? I'm like, yeah, I do. You have to yeah. do that. That would be really nice. Like, could you massage my ass too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I did work out really hard today. I really need a butt rub. I would be happy to rub your nice ass. Okay, thank and you're you. like, oh, the time's up. Where did the time go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, well, well, we haven't had an hour and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never. I'm not like that. I'm a time watcher. I'm a clock watcher. Yeah. I can do, that. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have an average clientele that comes to see you? No, <laughs> I don't. They're, they're all across the board, honestly. I mean... I can have, like, recently, I've got a lot of, like, mid-30 gentlemen reaching out to me, um, nice. and they seem to be repeat clients as well, which is nice, you know? I mean, they at first, you're like, oh, wow, they're, like, 32. I mean, do I want to see somebody that young? Are they mature enough? You know, I don't know, but I don't I don't find that as a problem. They're actually really nice and polite and respectful and, and obviously hot, most of them, so I'm, you know, not, <laughs> not saying no. Hell yes. <laughs> Shout out to the 32-year-olds listening to the podcast right now. I am also 32. What up? <laughs> oh, you are? You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess you want your butt massage, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, among other things. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then it goes to older clients as well. I mean, I, I had a client that... He was in his 70s that I saw him for several years. He was amazing. And we established a, a great relationship. And I saw him for several years. And unfortunately, just this past summer, he passed away. And it was very sad to, to hear that because um, he had called me like literally two weeks before. And he's been really ill with cancer. And he told me that he wasn't doing well. And um, uh, he's like, I don't, I don't think I have much time to live. And I felt really bad. And then... After that, I didn't hear from him and knowing why he passed away. But um, oh. yeah, I think he was one of my old oldest clients. So, oh, damn. But yeah. Yeah, I know. It was sad. So. Yeah. So, but they do range uh, from old to young. And I'm happy to see um, at any age, as long as they're respectful. I guess yeah. Fair. Fuck yeah. So I saw on your website, right? Um, mm-hmm. Cuddling. I feel like <laughs> yeah. another thing, cuddling underrated. People listen to the podcast. Cuddling is underrated. How much do the people love cuddling? They love it. I mean, I, I, I can also word that differently, like pillow talk, right? And I, I thought about changing that. I'm like, I, the 
if, what are your thoughts on that? Would it be better you think of put cuddling or pillow talk? I like cuddling better because it's like what is yeah. like you know like you're like what is pillow talk exactly? Like is it is it talking? Is it gate looking? We're making a lot of eye contact, you know. It's like I'm like I know for a fact that I'm about to be little spoon and I'm excited about it, you know. <laughs> uh, you know that's so I I like the cuddling. I saw it on the website and I was like, oh fuck yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I thought that that because that seems to go along with with everything. You know, I I I want to like I said, I like to have that connection, and I don't want just to, you to be a number. I I want to be able to hang out um with 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 my clients and so uh they want to tell them about themselves or just kind of hang out or I have crazy curly hair so they're like can I touch your hair and can I just smell you and your hair you you your skin is so soft and things like that and I'm like yeah that's fine like it's like petting slash cuddling and pillow talk yeah. all together in one yeah yeah, because I feel like a lot, of, like you, we've mentioned a few, like a lot of times, like connection, like I feel like, you know, intimacy. I feel like a lot of people, there's more than sex that people like want when they're seeing somebody, you know, and I feel like that just literally just fucking touching somebody. Um, and I do feel like that, you know, cuddling that pillow talk that does add that extra, like we're just two people right here having this, doing this thing, you know. And uh, it's great. I love it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, because people are missing that. And I think one of the reasons that they might be coming to see me or any other women in the hobby is because they're missing that in the relationship. There's something missing, whether they're married and they don't have it because they've been with someone for such a long time, or you're going through a divorce, or you're separated or single or whatever the case may be. They want that in that part of that relationship. They want to have that that intimacy that's not just the sexual part of it. They want to have that yeah. connection, like you said. Yeah, definitely. definitely. That's one of the things I feel like just doesn't get kind of really talked about in sex work. It's like, it's like, oh, it's a sex thing. Not, mm. no. I mean, it is. I mean, everyone's different. Some people are like, yeah, I just want to have sex, you know? There's, there's mm -hmm. wide ranges of the reasons people, you know, seek out sex workers. But the whole connection, intimacy, I will say, fucking, it is a, that is a, feel like a huge part just talking talking to people that is that is a big thing that people are looking for especially too in this time when it's like you know last year when you got like crazy quarantine people aren't seeing each other and you just like having that connection that touch that like i'm seeing another person in front of me that's that's a huge thing mm -hmm. yeah i i agree yeah has you know you know like since you started like you mentioned the industry's changed a lot how has i guess I guess like advertising or like finding clients like now versus then, how is that, that changed? I guess. It's more expensive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> inflation is a real thing. People. Hey, God damn it. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you're funny. <laughs> yeah. It's well, like I said, like back page back in the day was, it's not free cheap, but, you know, it was like $10 today for your advertisement, you know, it's just yeah. so easy and simple and, and, um, you don't have to be verified and whatever. It was like, it was pretty easy, but now, um, you have so many different, um, ways to advertise. Number one, um, whether or not you want to pay for it and like say Eros, you know, Eros is very, very picky on the, your the photos, photos. <laughs> and, 
oh my God, it's ridiculous. Like I put some, I just recently went on Eros and I, I haven't even repaid for next month yet because it's like so expensive. I'm like, do I repost on Eros? I don't know, you know. Um, but like the photos are like, we have, I put a photo with my ass and they're like, well, we have to see your face. I'm like, well, it was an ass shot, not a butt or face shot. So like, how do I go back into the photographer and be like, Hey, do you have a picture of my butt in the, or my face in that outfit? Because I, they won't allow it unless my face is in the picture. And just, so, God. um, they're very, very particular, um, on things. Uh, but I, I, I prefer the ones that are a little less. I mean, Trista is a great way to advertise. I think that, and, and they're really cool because the fact that they allow you to um, advertise in other cities for free. So say like the hype tech, I'm in, I'm in Columbus, Ohio right now, and I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow, but I was able to post on there ahead of time to say, hey, you know, I'm going to be visiting your city. And, you know, if you'd like to, to book pre-book some time with me, then, you know, um, you can do so. That That's oh, what yeah. I like about it. Um, private delights is the same way too. They're actually free, which is really freaking cool as of right now. I mean, I'm sure that might change in the future, but I'm hoping that it won't. And then we can also advertise in other cities too um, for free. Okay. Um, but which I which I like. But before at the very beginning, I said I think there was a like back page that you can really advertise, and now the it just the list goes on. I mean, there's the erratic review, um, which is could be positive and negative um you know you get you can get reviews on there and sometimes somebody might not have liked you for start because you weren't cuddling i guess you know no. i know no <laughs> cuddling fucking she's definitely in the six you know? <laughs> god damn it <laughs> she cuddled me for five minutes and this other guy got 10 he's a <laughs> model material but no cuddling uh, yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, um, so it's, it, that could be hit or miss, right? So. Okay. I know you mentioned like screening. Okay. Mm-hmm. How no. is like, people were not at the beginning, no screening. Now everyone's screening, no. right? Or how, how was there, was, can you like pinpoint a point in time when everyone, like when people are like, Hey, let's we should screen or like, how is that? I guess, how has that changed? I know like screening a lot of times also varies by location, but, um, how is that? How did that, how was that change? I guess. Well, uh, I think number one, it, I, due to the, the fact that, uh, there's a lot of crazy people out there more, especially because of COVID people went cuckoo, uh, being in the house and yeah. you know, not be able to, to get out there and, and meet new people, like you said, you, know, you don't see people face to face anymore. And I think that was a big thing um, just recently over the past like, you know, year and a half or so, but also the, just our safety, there's there law enforcement, you know, all those things. Like we, we want to make sure is that wife, that was the wife messaging me, you know, I want to know. So I think like screening is important. Um, and I just started screening what maybe the past, four or five years I, I never even thought about it honestly I'm like okay I trust this person and it's a trust factor too um I know some girls who still don't scream but I feel for myself um I've heard some horrible stories of girls passing away and getting killed by people and I think that it's for our safety and, and to to work together in, in this industry as well as important so like references um I was talking to a client just the other day and he was saying, well, yeah, I wanted to get a reference from a girl. And she said, well, I want $150. And it's like, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't. <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> boy. 
Right. Like, that hundred fifty is a deposit. The hundred fifty is a deposit toward the next session. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's. I think that's kind of rude. And the guy's like, "Well, if I can, I can I use you as a reference?" I'm like, "Of course you can." And he's like, "Well, this other girl wanted hundred fifty dollars." I'm like, "That's horrible." Like, I would never ask that unless someone asked me for reference and it was like four and five and six times, right? Like, okay. okay. I mean, not that I'm not, not that I'm mad that he's seeing somebody else because I really don't care. I'm not that one of those, right? Um, share the love. I, I look at it that way. Um, if he if he wants a reference, but it's five or six times, then okay, just throw me like a fifty dollar Visa gift card or something, right? Yeah. Like, give me a bone for for responding to these girls and saying, yeah, he's wonderful or he's not. And I I, yeah. I know I don't care that you know, like I have clients when I visit me from out of town and they live in a different state and they're like, hey, Sarah, would you mind doing it? I don't mind at all. What's as long as they're obviously safe and they're they're nice guys, I, you know, I won't. I won't definitely will will give a, a reference for somebody who shouldn't be seen, I guess. Right. Like yeah. hey, this guy smells and he was gross and he smelled of cigarettes and he was very, you know, pushy and dominant. And then of course I would, I would let everybody know. And I think that us girls in the industry, we need to work together in regards to that. So if I send a reference, if I ask for a reference um, for somebody, I would hope that the girl would get back with me at a decent amount of time, um, not a week later, because typically it's within a 24 to 48 hour time basis. And I'm seeing this client, I would like to say, yeah, Sarah, I saw him. He's so nice. And, you know, here's a tip just so you know, when you go to his house, park and underneath the left tree, because, you know, or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really nice. Or he's really a gentleman and he, you know, he likes to have his back rubbed or, you know, he's going to bring you a nice bottle of red wine or, you know, or likes you wearing black or things like that. You know, that's always helpful hints to give, oh, yeah. to give somebody. Yeah. So 2018, you know, we got Sesta Fosta happens, uh, back page goes down, you know, the erotic <sighs> review goes down. A lot of websites go down uh, related to sex work. Were you affected at all during that time? by you know craigslist as well like are you affected by these websites going offline not really <laughs> i mean a little bit yeah i think people one had gone down didn't it or no i think i'm not sure 15, so, I, I know was, 20 2018 is when uh like back when back page went down um, i was affected from there yes i was but i hadn't really advertised on um too many sites i think i had gotten on p41 once so i had that um, I think a lot of guys decided, hey, you know what, back page down, I'm going to go, I'm going to find another means of, of average, where I can find girls. And that was kind okay. of where P411 came into place. And I know Gina sold it a couple of years ago, and it's been slightly different. And a lot of girls don't like it. Um, but I, you know, I don't, I don't have, as of right now, knock on wood, I don't have any complaints at the moment. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know being in the industry um, for a while has, you know, how you view the industry, how you view sex work, is that like evolved like over time? Is that how you view the job when you started in Phoenix, how you view the job now? How has that changed over that time period? There's a lot more girls out there, that's for sure. Not that I don't mind the competition, but um, I, I, like I mentioned before, I, I love what I do. <laughs> Um, I love being in this industry and it's hard to say because I also sometimes work a full-time job and, and I'm like, would I want to leave that full-time job to just do to just do that, just do that. I'm sorry. I read to leave this to just to do that full-time because you're being in the industry you have, you're on your own boss, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't have to 
clock in and out. I, you know, have to, if I don't want to go to work today, I don't have to. Right? I mean, yeah. um, and that's the positive about it. I'm, I'm, I'm making money on my own and it's on my own accord. I don't have to worry about, you know, who's getting laid off today or tomorrow. Am I going to get a phone call on Friday that I lost my job? I mean, and, and, and I mean, there's always changes in the industry, of course. Um, but I think that that's, in regards to where it's being evolved is, is every day, every day is different. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't think I would change it. I'm really glad that I, I, I got into the industry at the very beginning and I'm, I'm very happy now. Um, I, it would be, it's going to be very tough for me to retire. I always say, Oh, I'm going to retire. And then I'm like, no, maybe I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends like I was going to, I was going to quit last year. Um, and because I was working a full-time job making great money and then I'm like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna quit and then I told my best friend and she's like you're not quitting are you I'm like no shit I'm not <laughs> you're like no, we I'm gotta not. go to Tulum we gotta go to Tulum know. You know, we gotta go to we gotta go to Phoenix we gotta go all over yeah I know that's where my bestie lives I'm like okay bestie that means that um we're not going to be going here okay then then you just stay in that I'm like yeah <laughs> What do you feel like maybe some misconceptions are that, you know, the general public might have about sex work or sex workers? There, uh, I feel there are a lot of misconceptions. Um, I think people think um, companions or girls in the industry and just in general are, you know, like we're this evil people. They're going to take their husbands away. Right. Um, and that we're prostitutes and that were mean and awful people. I mean, I had, an, I, I know you know this tank, but I had an experience recently um, this summer where somebody wasn't very nice and sent um, nasty letters to my neighbors um, of what I what I did. And it, it was a little embarrassing, but yet it was, um, I, I was, I think I was more hurt than anything of what yeah. this person did. I don't know who that person is yet still really technically, but um, if you're listening, you're a dick. No, I mean, I, <laughs> I was going to say, I, if you're I, listening, I, subscribe to the podcast and yeah. you're also a dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or it could be a girl. You know, I don't know. Um, but in regards to like the, the persona of, of being in the industry is um, one of my neighbors, she she had gotten the letter in the mail and she sent me a text message and she's like, oh my God, is this true? And you know, of course I'm not agreeing with her. Um, but she's like, you, but you've always been so nice to me. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, as a companion, am I mean? Am I supposed to be mean with like, you know, <laughs> am I going to come kill you or rob you or something? Or am I a drug addict? And, and I, I was like thinking to myself, wow, the persona of people that have like, she's a prostitute, you know, like I don't, um, I think that, that we kind of in a way have a bad rap. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, just in, if you have no opinion, I think, about sex workers, sex workers, just from just from watching movies, watching the news, I feel like you're you're most likely going to have a negative view of it. Just if, just by how it's portrayed in the media. If you don't, it's completely wrong. I feel like it's like I've met some of the, the coolest people, the nicest people doing this podcast. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? That's that's the reason why I started it, because I was like. You know, I started, I started seeing people as a client and then I was like, and then when people would talk about it, the way they would talk about it was like, it was such this negative thing. And I was like, what, that was not my experience at all. So let me fucking do this. Cause I'm like, y'all are tripping. Y'all don't even know what you're talking about. You've never even seen anybody. How do you have this view? 
And, you know, it's just based on not even firsthand knowledge, but just like how things are portrayed in the media, how people around you talk about something that's all heaped on you and you don't really realize it. Um, until you have that experience or you meet somebody and you're like, oh, what the fuck was I thinking? I was completely wrong. But uh, that just takes, you know, meeting people, having experiences with people that you don't know. and Yeah, or insecure people are jealous. And, and I, I think that's a, it's a big thing as well. Um, I mean, I, I've met people in this industry that you wouldn't have, <laughs> I would have never thought until they kind of come out. They're like, oh, yeah, I did this. I'm like, what? I mean, you would never think that right? I have yeah. a friend and, and she's a doctor and I was like, Oh my God, you <laughs> did what? <laughs> like, let's take my way through medical school. I'm like, Holy shit. Like you're hot. No wonder. I'm like, <laughs> she's just like, you know, here she is a doctor. Right. And then like in my situation, I you know, got into it cause I have a daughter and she has a medical condition and I couldn't afford to pay for her, her hospital stuff and her, her medication. And so I, as a, I'm a single mom and I didn't have, what was I going to do? Right. Bartending and staying away from her all the time at night. I didn't have really a choice. And so when I saw this ad, that's why I got into the hobby is because I had, I'm a single mother and had a daughter who needed help and she had to have her medication or she would die. And that was like, okay, it's so expensive. What would I do? You know? So like for me, it was, that was my situation of why I went into the hobby and everybody has their own. Like my friend, she needs to pay for medical school, right? Okay. Yeah. Or someone else wants to pay, if they have, you know, whatever it might be, their car broke down and they, you know, want to get a new car, whatever the situation they might have, whatever their story is, it's, there's a reason for it. Um, and some girls, they, it could be positive and some could be negative. And I look at it for me that it's really changed my life over these years and I'm I'm glad that it happens. I'm the universe kind of brought that to me, but like, hey Sarah, you know what? This is coming to you because you have a need for your child and you, this is how it's gonna help you move forward, right? And then I now I'm I'm able to to throw in the towel if I want to, but because I love it so much, I don't want to leave. <laughs> because That's I meet amazing. so many great people like you, Tank, right? See? Yeah. That's amazing. That's such a great story. Thank you. How long do you see yourself in sex work? Is there an expiration date? Is there a date I'm done? Are you like, you know, fucking let's let's rock this forever? I know. I don't know. Um, it's it's the um, that's such a quick. I don't know. You know, I, I like I said, I've I've tried to retire, and then it just comes back to me like, no, don't leave, and <laughs> I just so who knows? Like I'm. I saw a, a client um, several months ago and it was a BDSM client. And he's like, you know, the one thing about um, you being in this industry and then also having BDSM in, in, in your back pocket, and I guess in a way in your, 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 your menu um, is because you could be, you can still age and be a mistress, Yeah. which in his way I was like, wow, I guess he's probably right. So I can be, you know, I don't know whatever age if I decide, you know, I can still be, you know, 60 years old say hypothetically and still be the shit out of somebody, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, it doesn't matter. So for sure, because guys don't come to mistresses because they're, I mean, obviously some of them do because you're hot, but I don't have to be, you know, like a 25 year old with high titties and, you know, um, soft skin and all those things because it's different. You know, we, 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 we dominate you and we, we, um, it's, the, the central part of it, it isn't there anymore. So um, I can still continue in this industry doing that 
for another who knows how long, right? Depending Fuck on if that's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's all about what you want to do. Hell yeah. It is. So let's take a little trip to the future. Five years from now, 2026. Where are you? What are you doing? Hmm. I'm listening Still to in Charleston? podcast wondering. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. I'll be in Tulum. That's where I'm going to be. Tulum. Tulum 2026. Yeah. yeah. I actually, honestly, I probably will be, but down there. Yeah, that's awesome. Hell yeah. I'll, um, come see me there. Definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tapas Beaches. Be. EDM. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good place. I just, I just, uh, I, it's a beautiful place. So I think that's, uh, that's where I'll probably be. If not, I'll, I'll be somewhere similar. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a plan. <laughs> Man, Sarah, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This has been, this was such a good time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. Before we get out of here, you want to plug some socials for the people. Where can they find you? Also got to plug the OnlyFans because it's big. It's amazing. People, subscribe to the OnlyFans. Where can the people find you on OnlyFans? Um, well, I, I, it's interesting because I just started my OnlyFans in May. I had a client be like, hey, you know what? You should you should do OnlyFans. I'm like, what the heck is that? Right? I, I had no idea. So like, well, you post things on Twitter because I, I'm, you definitely can find me on Twitter, um, and uh, which I love Twitter as well. I really didn't mention that as well. Um, but I've OnlyFans. They can find me at Fit Blonde Next Door is uh, where I'm at on OnlyFans. I've got some uncensored content on there for sure. So you definitely need to visit that. The the censor contact is is all on my Twitter page. So you, you can find me there. Okay. What yeah. uh, Is there anything like somebody subscribes to your OnlyFans? Well, you know, as soon as they listen to this podcast, they're like, oh, my God, I got to subscribe. What is there a favorite thing or is like a best thing that be like selling point for the OnlyFans where people hear this and they're like, I got to go see what's up. I guess uh, Hot Sarah with like uh, video. I, I do videos on there that I have a somebody that I work with. We'll say he's my 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 little stud guy that I they work with on OnlyFans. So I'll post hot, sexy videos, uh, shower scenes, or um, uh, 69, or BJ videos, things like that. Like hot stuff of me nude and, and you know, fucking videos. Sold. Really nice, right? Who doesn't want Sold, that, right? people. <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash fit, yeah. fit Blonde Next Door, people. What are you doing? Subscribe to the OnlyFans. <laughs> or follow me on Twitter. If you if you don't want, I know a lot of people that OnlyFans for them is, is um, not really their scene, but you know, at sexy Sarah CHS is where you can find me on Twitter. Sexy Sarah CHS on Twitter, Fit Blonde Next Door, OnlyFans, anywhere else? Are we leaving anywhere else? Or that's th- those are the spots. Yeah, yeah, I have a website, but you which has my calendar on it. But you know, I, you could always come see me. I, I do have a place in in Charleston. You could come see me there. So I have a a cute little new place, and um, uh, it's very private and wonderful. And you can come see me there. People, you heard it here first. Sarah, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been so good. You're very welcome. I appreciate you inviting me, and and happy holidays to you. Happy holidays. Hell yeah, and happy holidays to the people. We'll be back later. See you guys soon. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Sarah Dow. Shout out, Sarah. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. So much fun. That was such a good time. 
people. She just plugged it. You can find her on Twitter at sexy Sarah CHS on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash fitblondnextdoor. Her website, sweetsaradow.com. I have links to all of those in the show notes, people. Click the links, do the thing, show her some love. As always, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, if you like what you're hearing, hit that subscribe button. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop. If you want to support the show, hey, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash full service pod. Every month we get at least one Patreon exclusive episode. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash full service pod. This has been episode 108. Thanks for being here. We will be back actually next week. Next week. We actually got like, I think I'm going to do like three episodes before the end of the year. So y'all got to, y'all got to tune in. But uh, we'll be back next week. Got some big news for the podcast, so you will want to hear it. Um, but yo, that's uh, that's all for today. I have a link in the show notes. I've had it the last couple weeks. One of my friends, Rachel, she has cancer. There's a GoFundMe. Hey, if you got the money, do the things, baby. If you don't, I get it. But hey, it's there. Uh, yo, I will see y'all next week. Hope you're good. Hope you're wonderful. Hope... Uh, Hope Santa's, hope Santa's coming. He's got what you want. That PS5, you're probably not going to get it, but hey, put it on the list. I'll see y'all on Tuesday. Later. Full service.